Middle East Crisis U.S. is reviewing if Gazans were harmed by weapons supplied to Israel. Michael Crowley Julian E. Barnes Marley Simons The State Department is reviewing reports of harm to Gazan civilians by Israel's military as part of a new U.S. program that tracks cases in which foreign militaries use U.S.-made weapons to injure or kill civilians. A State Department spokesman, Matthew Miller, told reporters on Tuesday that the Biden administration was reviewing incidents in the Gaza War under what it calls Civilian Harm Incident Response Guidance, which The Washington Post, reported, was established last August, several weeks before Hamas led sweeping attacks on Israel on October 7. The policy was instituted to create greater accountability for the use of American weapons by U.S. allies and partners. It aims to improve assessments of military incidents involving civilians and to create recommendations based on them but does not include automatic triggers for policy responses or penalties. Mr. Miller suggested that the review is not likely to lead to short-term changes in America's military support for Israel, which has become a polarizing political issue for the White House. The Biden administration has repeatedly bypassed Congress for weapons sales to Israel since the war began, and the Senate passed a foreign aid package on Tuesday that included more than $14 billion in aid for Israel, though the bill still faces uncertainty in the House. That process is not intended to function as a rapid response mechanism, Mr. Miller said. Rather, it is designed to systematically assess civilian harm incidents and develop appropriate policy responses to reduce the risk of such incidents occurring in the future. He added that it also intended to promote military operations in accordance with international humanitarian law. The State Department has not publicly discussed details of the policy before. But President Biden mentioned it in a February 8 National Security Memorandum. That memorandum instructed the secretaries of state and defense to, among many other things, provide an assessment within 90 days of credible reports determining whether U.S.-supplied weapons had been used in ways that did not follow established best practices for mitigating civilian harm. It also ordered them to catalog any incidents reviewed pursuant to the Department of State's Civilian Harm Incident Response Guidance. Negotiations in Cairo over a possible agreement to pause the fighting in Gaza have been extended for another three days, according to an Egyptian official briefed on the talks, after a first day of high-level negotiations on Tuesday ended without an agreement. The official, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive negotiations, said the tenor of the talks was positive. The talks over the next three days will involve lower-level officials who will continue discussing a new framework for a deal, one that would ensure a certain number of hostages would be released and that the fighting would be halted for a certain number of weeks, a U.S. official said, speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss diplomatic talks. Hamas and Israel have each rejected formulas proposed recently. Last month, a broad framework for an agreement was sketched out in Paris by representatives of the United States, Israel, Qatar and Egypt. That proposal included a six-week ceasefire and the exchange of hostages in Gaza for Palestinian prisoners in Israel. Hamas came back with a counterproposal that demanded the full withdrawal of Israeli forces from the Gaza Strip and envisioned trading Hamas's remaining 136 hostages for thousands of Palestinians held in Israeli jails, including people serving long sentences. The Israeli Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, dismissed the counterproposal, saying he would never surrender to the ludicrous demands of Hamas. 
So far, the multilateral talks in Cairo have not been able to bridge the gap, and the urgency of the diplomacy has grown as Israel has announced plans to press its ground offensive into the southern Gaza city of Rafah, where roughly half the territory's population has sought refuge, many sheltering in tents with little food, water and medicine. President Biden had dispatched the CIA director, William J. Burns, to join the talks. Mr. Burns met on Tuesday with the head of Israel's intelligence agency, the prime minister of Qatar and high-level Egyptian officials, including President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi, according to Egyptian media. Qatar has acted as a mediator for Hamas. A third person briefed on Tuesday's talks, also speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive diplomacy, said that while some progress had been made, the sides remained far apart on a key point, the number of prisoners to be released for each hostage freed. Israel had been reluctant to participate in the talks in the first place, reflecting Mr. Netanyahu's ambivalence about continued negotiations with Hamas and its representatives, the first U.S. official said. With Israel continuing to warn that it plans a ground invasion of Rafah, the southernmost city in Gaza, South Africa has asked the International Court of Justice in The Hague to issue new constraints on Israel's military offensive to prevent genocide. In a filing on Monday, the South African government said that it was gravely concerned by Israel's planned ground advance into Rafah, where more than a million Gazans have sought shelter, which it said has already led to and will result in further large-scale killing, harm and destruction. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel, who has described Rafah as Hamas's last stronghold, said on Sunday that a ground invasion would move forward there as soon as Israel completed plans for the more than a million people sheltering in the city to be allowed to move to safety. In December, South Africa filed a case with the International Court of Justice, the UN's highest court, accusing Israel of genocide and asking the court to step in with emergency orders. In response, the court ordered Israel last month to ensure that its actions would not lead to genocide and to increase humanitarian aid to Gaza. But the court did not order a halt to fighting in the Gaza Strip. The process of considering whether Israel is committing genocide could take the court several years. In its request on Monday, South Africa argued that a ground invasion of Rafah would be in breach of the court's January orders and that the court should consider further emergency measures, though it did not lay out what it believed those should be. The court said that it had asked Israel for comment. Under court rules, the judges will have to consider South Africa's request as a matter of priority. That could mean scheduling a hearing or issuing a new order as early as Monday. The court is also starting a six-day hearing on another issue involving Israel on Monday. Israel's foreign ministry did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Tuesday, but Israel has rejected accusations of genocide. On Monday, Israeli forces freed two hostages held in the city in a nighttime commando operation, which was accompanied by a series of airstrikes. The health ministry in Gaza said at least 67 people had been killed in the strikes. Overall, the ministry says, more than 28,000 people in Gaza have been killed. After the rescue mission, Mr. Netanyahu said that only continued military pressure until total victory will bring about the release of all of our hostages. Jonathan Rice contributed reporting.